Welcome to the Sales Not Selling Podcast, where veteran sales professional Stacy Garrett will cover topics that will help you be more successful at sales without selling. Without selling. Learn tips and tricks for success, as well as ways to be your best authentic self. Hello there, and welcome to the podcast Sales Not Selling. I'm a sales professional in the promotional products industry, and I've been doing it for over 20 years. I offer clients products with their logo or messaging on it, and they use it for events, employee and client gifts, or as general advertising tools. This is a very competitive $25 billion industry, and it has a fairly low cost of entry. But even with that, I've been able to remain in the top 1% of sales professionals within my industry for many years. I tell you this not as a point of bragging by any means, but it's really just to illustrate that you don't have to live in the office or be a sales person to be successful. Today's podcast, I'm going to talk about ways to sell more to your clients by supersizing your existing sales. Now, this may seem like it goes against my feelings about being a sales person, but stay with me on this. I will give you some examples to help you see that this is not at all selling, but actually helping your clients. This idea first occurred to me about 10 years ago when I was doing some speaking to the scuba diving industry at their annual conference in Florida. I realized how few dive shops were helping their clients by supersizing their sales. Did you hear that? helping clients by supersizing the dive shop sales. Here are a few examples to help you to see that as a consumer, I wish people would help me by supersizing their sales. When you go into a scuba diving shop, you may be going to buy, you know, something specific, a certain item. Maybe I need a mask for the next vacation or just I need something new. I go in, I purchase that $100 mask. That could be all I purchase. And if the person at the counter isn't equipped to help supersize my sales, I may leave there and get to my first dive and realize, oh, darn it, I didn't get any defog for my mask. Or I'm on my first dive and the strap on the back catches on my hair and makes it super uncomfortable. If I was going to train people working the register at the dive shop, I'd have them think critically about what other items someone might need if they're buying certain things, like if when I bought that mask, if someone had suggested, oh, hey, do you have defog for this? Or do you like straps like that? Or would you prefer a nice neoprene strap so it doesn't catch on your hair? I would have bought those items and probably spent another 15 or $20. This has happened to me before. I was actually buying a dry suit for diving in the cold Pacific Northwest waters. I bought it from a dive shop I love called Thunder Reef divers up in Vancouver, Washington. I asked them, what else do I need? Kind of, you know, thinking about it, but also maybe they had some suggestions. And I realized from their suggestions that I needed a good dry suit hanger. Up another $20. Oh, and I need zipper wax. I was almost out of zipper wax. I'm so glad they asked me up another $5. This may not seem like much, but if they can increase the sale of each customer by even a few dollars, it helps in the bottom line. But guess what? It also makes for a happier customer because I've got what I need to finish this purchase and enjoy this wonderful new dry suit. Another scuba diving example is when you go to book a trip on a dive boat. Typically, those dives are about $100, but of course, it depends on the area you're at. And they could just go ahead, take the booking and take my money and not ask me to spend any more. 
But if they ask me if I want to use nitrox, which is a specialty air, I almost always say yes. And they make another $15 or so for me. That's an added 15% in sales from me. And to be honest, I would have been bummed if I had forgotten to ask because I really love to dive with nitrox. They're helping me have a better experience. And it doesn't at all feel like sales because it comes out of a place of caring about my experience. Do you see that mindset shift? I do this for my customers all the time. It usually isn't much, but I may help my customers by kitting their project for them so that their staff doesn't have to do it. It makes their job easier. It makes the end product the way it was intended because it is my responsibility to make sure it happens correctly. And we usually charge for that service. We also offer gift wrapping and packaging of the client's gifts that they do for customers' employees during the holidays. We will drop ship these gifts for our customers with notes and cards, and they have asked us to package them. If I didn't ask them if they wanted this additional service, they may end up having to do it themselves, and it makes an already stressful time of year even more stressful. We are helping them by offering this added service. I would never offer something I don't think would help my customers because it's just not how I operate and it has served me well. One problem I have seen with sales professionals is if they are not authentic or if they don't have a long history with the client, they don't really know what to trust. One problem I have seen with sales professionals is if they are not authentic or they don't have a long history with a client, then the client doesn't really know what to trust. It's hard to tell if they're really just trying to sell you something or if they think it would be helpful. I often tell people that are trying to sell me something, what would you tell your daughter to do in this situation if they're a little older than me? Or what would you tell your sister to do in this situation? It is your job as a sales professional to build your credibility with your customer and prospects so that they know you're being honest when you're suggesting something. I have a wonderful insurance person. His name's Aaron Stoker, and he's with American Family Insurance, and I just love them. You don't really hear people talking about loving their insurance people very often. You never know how your insurance company will be, though, until you actually need them. And in my times of need, they have exceeded my expectations and gained a very loyal customer for me. For that reason, if my insurance person suggested me adding something to my policy, I'm much more likely to do so because I know I have a relationship with him and he knows that I trust him and that he have a proven track record together. And I don't believe he would be taking advantage of me. For your business, I suggest you think of value-added services or products you can offer that will help your client or prospect. Think from their perspective on why that service or product helps them. Notice in my example about how I help with kitting and wrapping during the holidays for my clients, I said nothing about getting more sales because of the service. It's more about being invaluable to them. I had an experience about seven years ago where a client decided they wanted to keep me accountable, so to speak, and they decided to price shop my product and services. They asked a competitor for the same sweatshirt and their embroidered, with their embroidered logo, and then they wanted the competitor to put it in gift bags with each employee's name on it. Those are my value-added services that I charge for. The competitor didn't even want to bid it because it was just too much work, and they just don't offer that service. They're lost because that customer knows even more now that I'm providing something that's pretty special. 
I do love adding value to clients because I think it just elevates the project most of the time. One year for a large medical customer, they wanted to recognize their administrative staff and they wanted to give them this gorgeous water bottle. I suggested we put a tag on it thanking the administrative professional for their service. We ended up doing seed paper tags. They're basically paper that's made to be planted with flowers or other kinds of seeds. Anyway, we did these seed paper tags, hung them beautifully around the neck of the bottle, and it had a little quote about gratitude for, you know, the all the work that the employee does, and it was from the leadership. It was a really nice touch and just elevated this gift and made it feel more like a gift when they were handing the bottle out. More work on our end, of course, but it did add a little extra to our sales. But most importantly, it was a better execution for the customer, and that's what matters. I hope this podcast was helpful and interesting. I appreciate you joining me. Please feel free to find me on LinkedIn as at Stacy Garrett 29. That's S-T-A-C-Y-G-A-R-R-E-T-T, the number 29. Or follow my podcast page on LinkedIn and Facebook by looking up sales, not selling. You can also press subscribe to get this podcast direct to your podcast listening device as new episodes are created. I'm always open to suggestions and discussions about the podcast or other topics you want to explore here. Have a wonderful day and keep on being the best you.